0: Technical difficulties, y'all know how it is. Anyway, welcome to the Onyx Report, where we, as Black Justice Advocates, uplift Black men and boys using critical analysis. So I hope y'all are good. Shout out to everybody that comes through on a regular basis, especially those that come through in the you know at the beginning. Uh, we got Dr. Sebastian. Okay, what's up? We got Comanche Inner Light in the house, and we are broadcasting on uh, you know Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube twitch uh i guess x you know twitter or whatever and of course on interlight radio so support interlightradio.com um you got spain man in the building tim what's up uh black toxic masculinist what's going on keep it 100 in the house um I didn't mean to overlap with the brother's time but look out for the keep it 100 channel i uh, let him and uh check out when he's gonna go up next subscribe so you'll be informed what's up ron got paul in the building amari what's up uh la for life donnie um let's see uh got layman's journal in the house y'all make sure you support layman's journal shout out to you um we got eddie we got barry you know um some of the regulars in the house so shout out to you blood pro malika good brother um uh, wada what's good you know always good to see y'all um See Heyru with the first uh, super chat of the day. Shout out to Heyru in the po- uh, in the apocalypse. Appreciate that. I'm listening in here. Uh, Jaguar tree, um, Jaguar tree. I think I may have butchered that. I may have got it right. I'm not sure. Chaos Rain. What's up, Cameron? What's good? What's good, Doc? Uh, you know. So we're in here, close to a hundred in the building so far across all those platforms. Um, so please make sure that you have liked, shared, subscribed, joined, or donated to support the channel and or, I should say, so do all of those if you would, so that we could continue to bring you this independent blackmail thought. So make sure you donate to support the channel. And Cortez says, where can I find the stats on 70s domestic deletings? Uh, I'm, I'm, you kind of catching me off guard with the question, but I would tell you to uh, start with the man not. That'd probably be the best place to look Uh, But I'm not specifically uh, sure where that question is coming from. So start there. Shout out to Urban Naturalist. What's up? You know, uh, Derek Eaton with the donation. Appreciate that. Also got the uh, cash app from Greg. Appreciate you, Greg. Uh, So make sure you guys support. Y'all know what it is. right. So let's get to some of the other dynamics here. And you know, I have to say this, um, I gotta say it, because I want to get the book out there, and I'm, I'm really hoping that it helps people. What's up, Ray? Good to see you in here. Uh, make sure you check out Solutions for Anti-Black Misandry, Flat Blackness, and Black Male Death, um, uh, The Black masculine's Turn, and for short, you could just refer to it as The Black masculine's Turn. Either way, support the book. Uh, you can get it on... Let me just to uh, stop sharing that screen and open up another we can get that there there you go so it's still got a discount for a little less than the next 10 hours a back to college sale 20 percent off you can get the hardback for 51 dollars and the ebook for close to 20 So make sure uh, you go ahead and pull that all right shout out to mlr the donation appreciate that support all Right, but check out the book if you have not already um because that, for me, is, is really going to be it's going to undergird you know anything I'm really talking about. So the book is off of Rutledge, so you can go ahead and grab that, or you can pick it up off of Amazon. There's the ebook option, option, and then I believe there's also a Kindle option on Amazon as well. So go ahead and check that out at your leisure so we can get that going. And also, uh, make sure you support Actively Black black male-owned activewear company uh, for men, women, and children. Uh, you can go ahead and put in the uh, coupon code onyxreport 23 for 10% off. So go ahead go ahead and support that, activelyblack.com, um, and go from there. So got some of that out of the way. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, one thing before we kind of dive into our main subject. Uh, we talk a lot about the kind of special set-asides, if you were, that are specifically targeted to Black women. And we talk about them because I want brothers to understand just what we've been um, challenged with, right? Where Black men have not received certain types of support, despite having an extremely high uh, presence in regard to things like, you know, unemployment, homelessness, so on and so forth. So I wanted to show you guys one of the current iterations of that, Let me go ahead and put this in can you can check this out yourself.
1: If you gave a new mom a thousand dollars
0: All right, let's see what it is. <sighs> I thought I was going to get away with it today. Here we go.
1: What would happen if you gave a new mom a thousand dollars a month? say hello with no strings attached. This is The Bridge Project. A new program in New York City is easing some of the financial burden. And this is Stephanie. I get diapers every two weeks. I go to Costco. I get those big boxes at <laughs> Costco. Big box of diaper is $45, then the wipes, like $30. Stephanie is one of 600 moms getting the money after her second child, Sebastian, was born last summer. With him, it was a little harder, because I'm by myself. Um, his dad is currently in the Dominican Republic, so that journey took a toll on me, you know, postpartum. Sebastian spent his first three months in the NICU, and Stephanie worked the whole time. When he finally could come home, she began her maternity leave. Even though it's great to be off those three months with your baby, The financial part is not so great because you don't get your full check that you would get bi-weekly. You're getting a portion of it. Thankfully, that's when the funds from the Bridge Project started coming in, providing a lifeline at a crucial time. These women across the board are trying to be the best mom they can be with not a lot of resources. That's a hard gig. Holly and her husband have funded the program through their family foundation, committing to help mothers and their newborn babies for their first 1,000 days of life. These first 1,000 days of life, of a baby's brain are really critical. Neuroscientists are telling us things like IQ points could be influenced by 20 points. That's enormous. Life expectancy could be changed by up to 20 years. Heart disease goes way up if babies are not living in stable environments in these earliest days. And while it's just been private money so far, that could one day change. This year, our council will help expand guaranteed income programs that support New Yorkers facing some of these greatest challenges. We will work with organizations like the bridge project that funding was ultimately cut in the city budget negotiations but another bill has been brought up at the state level and these proposals are a notable shift because unlike most existing government programs the bridge project allows moms to spend that money however they want and for holly that difference is what the bridge project is all about trust what we do is trust mothers and invest in babies and i think the the best person to know what that baby needs today in this moment is its mother.
0: Okay. So, why do I play that? Why did I play that? Well, for one thing, we talk a lot about um you know, again, the the kind of overlooking of black men, right? So we we were I think this has really been the only channel where we've talked regularly about Black men being overlooked, especially during the pandemic, right, because we started to see Goldman Sachs, MasterCard, Google, Visa, and a number of other companies really start to advocate in in, in particular ways when it came to resources, but those resources were earmarked solely for Black women. And I made the argument that it really was uh, Black women working at these corporations that instigated that. So what we tend to have is you have Black men, when they get into positions, if they're willing to advocate for the Black community altogether, they try to do so. What we tend to see with many Black women, when they get in positions, they advocate for the Black community in regard to solely acknowledging other Black women and girls. And we're still seeing this kind of dynamic. Now, we don't all, we're not always privy to the Black women behind the scenes working in these offices, corporations, whatnot, but we still see the effect. Right, so now we're seeing you know this kind of program doling out resources, for, you know, earmarked for Black women with children, uh, but no kind of oversight as to how it's being spent. Which, by the way, is something we challenge over here in our Black male uh, political agenda when we talk about child support. We one of the things we call for is that you know uh, evidence be supplied on a regular basis as to how those funds are being spent, but nobody's talking about you know, the extremely high homelessness rates, particularly through the pandemic, but even before that, as it related to black men, high unemployment, so on and so forth, these things which supersede almost every community, but there are really not a lot of programs. And so I challenged the listening audience, whether they were my regulars or people who just stray into troll, I challenged them to find programs that target black males for support. And over the last three years, We haven't been able to find any. The only that I've seen, well, that's not true. I think we saw one program in Chicago, but it had not come into existence yet. They were just talking about forming it, right? The other one somebody submitted was several years old, but far as we knew, was fairly defunct. Now, there are programs where sometimes Black males will kind of, you know, slip through the fence, but they're not earmarked directly toward Black males. So these are the kind of issues we deal with, and I just wanted to alert you to that So you can check that out yourself. And I will try to remember to put the link for that in the description box. If I fail to, just remind me and I'll go ahead and find it and put it in there. But those are the kinds of issues we're looking at, you know, because again, when you look at chapter one of my book, if you get a chance to check it out. I talk extensively about programs that sometimes go back to the sixties that again, have been targeted for black women and for black men to match value with her lifestyle. You literally have to make quite a bit more. I think BGS uh, kind of uh, did the, the money, the, did the data on it and found out the amount black men have to earn, I believe is over 60,000 to match value. So when, when, when a woman tells you you need to be doing at least as well as I am, often she doesn't have to do the serious legwork work involved with having to meet that standard, whereas men have to. So it's a critical difference in the quality of life uh, that we, we, we deal with. So just wanted to put that on your table. Uh, What I'd like to do is uh, bring in a brother who is a a guest of the show, meaning that he's got an open door whenever he comes through, if there's anything he ever wants to talk about. And he's been so busy in the last uh, I don't know how long that uh, it was it was hard to get him on because he's doing so much. But I I had to say I was grateful the other day. He said he had a minute to come back through and update us on what he's doing. So he's been here before. You can just put in, uh, you know, the Onyx report. And Carnell Smith, you can check out the first couple shows he did uh, with us. Uh, and I think the second one we were, we had Dennis Sperling on with us. But let me go ahead and bring him in. All right. Can you hear me OK?
2: Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can Hello? you hear me OK? I can hear you perfectly,
0: man. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Professor. Hey, right. it is outstanding opportunity to be back on with the, the Institute for Black Male Studies. Man, you have the market cornered. Hey, man. Well, we're trying to do what we can do. But
0: uh, again, you know, if, if people go back and watch that first episode, they'll find out just how much brothers like yourself and you in particular are pushing the boundaries. So if you would introduce mm-hmm. yourself, especially to those who are new to my show, introduce yourself to them, tell us what you, you know, what you've done, how you got into this work that you do okay. We'll
2: kind of deal with some of the more recent works you've been up to. All right. All right. Well, um, again, for, the benefit of the the great audience of the professor, Dr. T. Hassan Johnson. I'm honored to be invited back to your platform. And and I hope that by sharing this information, a couple of things will happen. Besides getting introduced to me, the biggest goal is to inspire more men, whether you be Black men or other men, to get politically involved in the things that are going to affect you and boys. Because if we do not, I'm of this belief that if you do nothing while you thought the problem didn't affect you, when it does affect you, there may not be too many people left to help. Mm. So I am Carnell Smith. I'm known as the paternity coach. Part of what I have done for over 20 plus years is advocated on behalf of helping men, women and families address family identity issues by using DNA testing, law, and advocating for policy changes, specifically on a over twenty years ago, it was a little known topic, and I, I dare say, I've done a lot to help popularize the term. It's called paternity fraud. Mm. And doctor, doctor Johnson, I come with a tremendous fire. I mean, I mean, I've been attacked with all forms of shame language. Uh, who hurt you? <laughs> Is your mama black? <laughs> Right,
0: right, right.
2: I mean, I have heard them all, in fact, my state representative who just a just a quick snapshot on why I got involved, mm-hmm. I had been supporting a child for eleven years based on the mother's verbal claim that the child was mine, and guess what? I'm not alone yeah. in doing that, but it took me eleven years, two d n a tests a five-year court battle to the United States Supreme Court Mm. to find out the child wasn't mine and that she actually got pregnant six weeks after I broke up with her. Wow. But did she tell that part? Did she even mention that it could be guy number two? None of that came up, Dr. Johnson, until I sued her for fraud because she knowingly and willingly withheld material factual information from me Mm. and say what was that material fact the fact that she wasn't sure who was the father all she ever told me was me
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. and unfortunately for me as well as for so many men single and teen boys and, and and a slew of military men is if you believe the mother's verbal claim and you take action based on her verbal claim, unverified, Mm. it can and will be used against you in family court and administrative hearings. Mm. So I had two meetings with the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, I filed on constitutional grounds that since everyone, including me, believed that I was the biological father, once there was irrefutable incontrovertible genetic proof that that was a pregnancy. I did not commit. Wow. And look, and we can prove it because she accused my first DNA test. Oh, you must've got a fake test. Mm. We let her pick the second lab. Just look, just like with Kirk Franklin. You've seen this story. Yeah. The mother denies the first test. So Mm. now the guy's got to go through additional expense, take another test. Yes. Yes. And lo and behold, now I end up with two tests proving this is a pregnancy that I've been framed for. Mm. I've been lied to. I've been snookered. I've been bamboozled. I've been straight up deceived. And this has cost me over $300,000. And I felt that it wasn't right. That is an injustice. Oh, and by the way, we asked this question, Dr. Johnson, after the truth is all out, we say, look, My family and I, we love the child, and we would still like to continue to see the child, but I'm not willing to face pay or go to jail under paying under that court order. Right. Never again am I willing to put money in your hands. Mm -hmm. However, we are still willing to spend money on her as long as we are able to be involved with her. Mm. The child's mother says, only if you pay for supervised visitation. I said, I'm out. Wow! Wow! But some good news came out of it. As throughout of all of that heartache, pain, me facing going to jail and prison with a newborn at home, who I have also DNA tested. After you've gone through one instance of this, take it from me, Doctor Johnson. I don't know a man I've ever come across in the past twenty three years that, if he's experienced it once, that he ever wants to go through that again. Yeah. Yeah. And today I'm going to shock your audience with with a number of very famous black men who somebody said he did it and DNA says he didn't. Mm. So what's good that has happened? I got legislation passed um, and I won my case using a law that I co-wrote with my state lawmakers. And listen, listen to the level of support that we got in the house of representatives in the state of Georgia, we got 163 to zero to vote in favor of my bill. Mm, Wow. And in the Senate, I got 45 to five to vote in favor of the bill. I already had, listen, I already had the governor's support because a year prior to that, the governor told me there was nothing he could do unless legislation comes across his desk. Wow. I said, I said, listen, no problem. Uh, Honorable Governor Roy Barnes, I'll be back. (laughs) And in two legislative sessions, I came back, went to court using that law, and I won only under a very onerous condition. Mm. The judge only agreed to let me go, waive all future child support, erase Mm. all past child support.
3: Mm.
2: He only agreed to sign it on the condition that I waive my right to sue her for my three hundred thousand dollars. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Let me let me handle some house business because I need you. Go to ahead. Watch that. Let me, so you gonna have me in here cussing? Quick, boy. Uh, Trust me, I don't
2: cuss, and I wanted to. <laughs>
0: Uh, shout out to Leon for the support. Appreciate you buying the book. And of course, shout out to Mississippi Delta Guy for the support, the generous contribution. Much appreciated. Thank you for that. Um you, you <laughs> wait a minute.
2: Yeah, that's Woo. shocking all, isn't it? That is some in the words of a very famous radio station person. He said, that's some naggle bull.
0: It, it really is for them to go out of their way to protect her from something she actually did. This is not like you're bullying her. She was actually using the law to bully you. Yes. And, and, and I want to go back to something else you said just very briefly. You talked about how you and your family were willing to still engage the child, even though you knew that that mm-hmm. was not your child. I want mm-hmm. people to understand the sacrifice of that. Um yeah. I mean, there's no question whatsoever that had that been allowed, had you been able to do that, you would have served as a father figure regardless. So well, I, we,
2: actually, uh, two things. I mm-hmm. felt she needed to be introduced to her biological father because right. I know what it's like to be a dad as a black man with yes. a court order in your hand trying to see your kids. See that? You get you get practically no enforcement on parenting time. Right. Oh, but be 31 days late on a payment. Loss of passport, loss of driver's license, right. seizure of your checking, savings, money market, your cash management account. Mm. We're t- we're talking swift punitive action. Look, mm. you'll be driving to work and your license has been suspended. Right. Right. Yeah. Now tell me, tell me. I know we can't legislate love for another human being, right. but should the courts be in the business of actively supporting fraud against another party that's been deceived. Exactly. And look, provably, provably deceived. Right. And the reason um, I I call it it paternity fraud. But wait a minute.
0: Just real quick. What I wanted to highlight and what you were willing to do, though, is Mm -hmm. that even though you were saying I shouldn't be financially responsible if I'm not the biological father, but our family would like to be involved with the child, Yes, critical that I don't want people to overlook about that is that's still a hell of a sacrifice that's easy to dismiss in conversation. But when you imagine, let's let's just take the first 18 years of Mm -hmm. being willing to be a father figure and and a family to a child that's not biologically tied to you. A lot of people would underestimate what kind of commitment that really is. And you don't Mm -hmm. really understand it until you've either mentored or raised a child to know that what you Mm -hmm. were offering was actually quite substantial. Yeah. Even just in that, I'm not denying anything else beyond that, yeah. but I just wanted to take that moment to just point that out. That's still a hell of a sacrifice that you were willing to make that I think could get easily swept under the rug. And I just wanted to put that on the table, but please continue. That's
2: fair. That is that is more than fair that you highlight the attention to that. And uh, over the 20 plus years that I've actually provided you know, DNA services for people, you mm-hmm. know, on some occasions, you know you've got the guy who has had an extended relationship with the child, yeah, still desires to have a relationship with the child, but on the word of the mother, yeah. she says no, that's it mm-hmm. look as I'm sure your audience knows what it's like to be the dad for a kid at much look, many of them believe they have the right to see the kid just because they pay child support they are stunned and shocked to find out they have to go through a few more hoops in order to be recognized as a parent with parenting time. Mm -hmm. Just because you sign a document or a piece of paper saying that, Hey, I am that baby's pappy," Mm -hmm. That does not get you to parenting time in many of the U S States. It gets you to the commitment to have money taken. If you don't willingly surrender it, it's payer go to jail. Mm. So listen, I support what uh Miss Delta guy says by getting that DNA test now. Yeah. Hey, after a five-year fight to the United States Supreme Court, here's Carnell Smith's warning. Now hear this. Mm. Do not under any circumstances rely just on the verbal assurances and reputations of anybody's daughter saying you the father. Mm. You need independent DNA verification so that you can make a fully informed decision about what the truth is and what the facts are. Mm. Look, baby mama's lie, sometime alleged daddies lie. Mm. The DNA does not lie. Get it. Get it. Look not just, might blow up. <laughs> yeah, real talk. And not
0: just uh, you know, uh Kirk Franklin. But this yeah. one recently came out. If folks don't know, Carrie Washington, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, just came out and had to deal with this. This is something that uh, Pink Book did an excellent show, I think, less than an hour ago about, where she pointed out that apparently Carrie's father uh, mm-hmm. was not her biological father. But this was only revealed when she was going to go on uh, that show. Uh, I'm blanking on the professor's name. I can't, uh, Henry okay. Lewis, Henry Louis Gates. He does Okay dna show where they explore your background and she wanted to go on it and right. apparently when he interviewed her mother and the family mm-hmm. they had to reveal to him that she you know that her biological father was not hers and she and, and so the family told henry lewis gates before they told carrie washington See, and he, and he pushed them he said look i'm still gonna do the show so you need yep. to tell her and by the time they yep. told her uh, they, you know, they told her that this was donated sperm, but apparently, and this is one, oh, of, the they're books, lying. one yeah. of the brilliant things Pink Book pointed out. She said, uh, you know, that they didn't actually start. Black women didn't really start in the, I think it was like the first in vitro or whatever was uh-huh. after yeah Kerry Washington's birth. So when they really yeah. got into it, we found that yeah. the mother had lied again. Again, in compound her lies. Her. So she told her, this was not your father, but then lied to her and suggested this is donated material. So it's yes. still going on. uh yes. put out a book about it, but your point mm-hmm. is standing and, and I think what we're seeing is that, you know this is mainly you, know, you look at Kirk Franklin myself we're talking about generation X. Yes. Generation X are still just finding out the truth of, of many of our backgrounds, let alone any of the younger
2: generations beyond that. So DNA is changing the game. Absolutely. In fact, do you know that one of the main reasons that DNA hit the primetime stage to to be used in proving paternity is because of a Black woman using Mm. it in the 80s. Mm. Think about that for a second. Okay. And I got a chance to meet her and as soon as I can get my information on my phone about her name, I'm going to reveal that to you. And I got a chance to meet her and I tracked that lady down and thanked her because her using DNA as a means of narrowing the field to a person to prove paternity helped also open the door for being able to use dna in family court to disprove paternity mm. prior to that dr johnson the use of abo blood type testing was used but it was it was quite accurate when it came to excluding a guy but not if you had similar blood types, because, uh, you know, with the I don't know, basically what five, six groups of blood types that you get a couple of men who have the same blood type. You really find yourself needing to do more in-depth testing to eliminate somebody. Oh, nothing has been proven to be more accurate in identifying one out of four billion, ten billion, hundred billion 100 billion than the deoxyribonucleic acid, aka DNA. Mm. So listen, how prevalent is the issue? So I got a couple of slides that I, I use from my presentation in Atlanta at the Black Manosphere Conclave 3.0 hosted by uh, Mamia, Obsidian Ali, mm-hmm. and a host of other great brothers there. They did quite a awesome bang up show uh, toward empowering uplifting, educating, motivating uh on black men on various topics including their health, uh how to utilize science, technology, engineering and math as a blue ocean to raise their standard of income because if you can raise your money up, you mm-hmm. can raise your your means and access to do a lot of other things out because if you're not celebrated in the United States as a man who wants to have a a wife and a family and i mean let me let me qualify that a a wife who will get on your program mm-hmm. you can't have a battle in the kingdom with two people trying to sit on the king's seat there's room for one on the king's seat <laughs> as as often has been stated a king can elevate a poor girl and raise her up to queen status, but their Queens don't raise up nobody. All uh, right. Teresa O'Neill. Yep. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> so with that fact being, you know, being shared, let me drop a couple of slides on here. And Please I want to show you something that, that here it is 20 plus years later. I mind you, I don't have to do this anymore cause I'm out. I've been out since February the 6th, 2003 that that, that day that I, you can hear, I remember this like a birthday, man. man. I was like, that was a day I said, free at last, free at last. And there's some things I could say that could rhyme with that. But I had a very strong position after I left that courtroom and I got, I got practically everything I wanted except for ability to sue her. Oh, listen to, listen to this last slap in the face. And the judge says, and if I didn't like that option, I could start all over again. Oh, I was like, heck to the no. Wow. Five years in. Wow. No way am I gonna go go do this again. Wow. But let me let me let me share real quick. Uh, if you if you need to take a quick commercial break, I only got a couple slides. No, so I think, you. Like, Well, this is part of what I believe that if we as the community at large we would inform men and boys. Why it is disastrous for them to just rely on a verbal claim. Mm-hmm. Listen, all of the clients I've ever come across, including NFL football players, men in all branches of armed forces, if they relied on the wife's claim or the girlfriend's claim, the fiance's claim that he was the dad, one of the first things that the mother would say, "Well, your honor, hey, he did." he could have he could have got a test yeah right. but you you didn't tell him there was 21 other guys that could be the baby's daddy Ooh. and that right there is not an extreme case that's a case i found without looking that one woman had to tw- test 22 guys before the biological father was identified i'm going to say she had herself a darn good time during the window oh. of conception let me
0: look, let me just, while you get your slides prepared, let me just say this to people. Um, my son, as y'all, my listeners know, just started college. So we have these conversations and I tell them, so when you're dealing with sex, there's a before, there's a during, and there's an after we got to talk about. The before mm-hmm. is one, to make sure you get written consent, I, I, mm-hmm. I, like 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 the football players, teams do uh, co- a college football and the coaches are telling them their athletes get written consent. During wear a strap, during the act of, and if you hear her change her mind or anything, any such measure, stop, stop immediately. Um, and then and the afterwards is exactly as Carnell is talking about. If there is a question of pregnancy, I want you to follow everything this brother says to the letter. But this is how cautious we need to be and how cautious we need to make sure our mentor mentees and our sons are even grandsons about what they're navigating. And truthfully, you know, know, some of us, if you're not completely out the game, because I'm going to tell you my biggest nightmare right now is my son is out. I'm an empty nester and having someone knock on my door talking about this is yours. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. So anyway, that said, let me go ahead and pull these slides up and you walk us through.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Is it paternity fraud when 30% of the men and boys who get tested each year since I've been tracing this from about 1997 up to now turn out to not be the dads? Now, Now, let's put some numbers to that. See, because of the popularization of many court shows, Mari Povic, Springer, and all of those. Now, while there may be some comedic value and entertainment value associated with them shows. Listen, that is some real stuff when you see women get on a show and swear it can't be nobody else. Right. And listen, these women will look with a straight face and say, it can't be nobody else but my husband. Mm -hmm. I imagine that she got her fingers crossed behind her back, and as long as her fingers crossed, she is impervious to any consequences of lying. Right mm-hmm. now, put some numbers to that: about almost five hundred thousand men and boys are getting tested per year. That has increased from as low as one hundred and ten thousand a year to getting up to almost half a million per year. And this data is tracked uh, by the American Association of Blood Banks, is the accrediting body for the genetic labs that do. Legal parentage testing. Mm. And speaking also as one who has provided those services for Mm. maternity, paternity, and immigration services, one of the ways that they intercept people trying to commit immigration fraud is using DNA testing. Mm. So now put numbers to this 110,000 plus or more a year for 20 years. That's over 2 million men and boys. And here's what we can't find, Dr. Johnson. We can't find where all of those men got out of it, meaning had the case dropped. You know what most of them hear? They Mm -hmm. hear these words that I heard in court. The judge say, it's your fault that you didn't get tested sooner. Yeah, I want to I just want to slap myself in the head and go. And this was a question that I raised how, unless you were in an open relationship or you were a firsthand witness to her getting pregnant with the other guy, how would the guy know? Right. Because if she is, um, let's say if he thought he was in a monogamous relationship and she believed that monogamous only means while you and I are in the same physical space. If she's not in your presence, she's single <laughs> and she's yep. single and free to mingle. Yep. And yep. guess what that means? So she could have five, six, eight, nine, ten 10 parallel relationships. And I'm, I'm going to freely acknowledge there are men can do that, too. But the law treats it differently. Let's mm. let's point out how it's treated differently. If women go out and get pregnant by other men, they will leave the responsibility to the guy who actually believed the story and say it's his fault. He didn't find out sooner. Mm -hmm. But if a woman brings home the wrong baby from the hospital because somebody swapped babies on her, oh man, they'll move heaven and earth. Hospitals get sued. People get fired. That led to ID bracelets and genetic matching being done on the birth ward. They started putting security systems on the nursery ward in hospitals, cause people were walking in there shopping for babies. Wow. So what am what am I getting at here, Doctor Johnson? Biology matters when it comes to the right mom being associated with the baby, mm. but biology is deemed irrelevant if a teen man, a teen male, or a adult man takes the mother's word, and he signs a document admitting to paternity. This can and will be used against him. Mm. So to me, one out of three people getting tested is a clear indication. If I as a if I were, you know, since I'm involved with data analytics, I say this is a great sign. We should do some more testing to get a more accurate data sample. Right. Right. And you've done statistics there, Professor. I mean, that would be a representative sample. I mean, gosh, one out of three. Do we have a problem here? Exactly. Exactly. Well, look at this. Look at this. Well, look at these people. Every last person on this screen has been accused of being the father. Mm. Morris Chestnut, Idris mm. Elba, Flo Rider, Rick Ross, Chris Rock, Tiger Woods, 50 cents, Michael Jordan. Dang. Client of mine, Gerald Thompson. Good friend that I met, Carnell Alexander from Michigan. Look. He could not have even caused the pregnancy. And and the woman finally admitted on camera. Well, she had to put a name down in order to get her welfare benefits. Mm-hmm. And she, she was not prosecuted for welfare fraud. Now and, was this, he looks familiar. Was this the case where he had never met her before? No, no. He right. had met her, but when she put his name down as the father, He was incarcerated. Ah, okay. Okay. Now listen to this. How is it that the court and the child support enforcement agency can't find you when you are already in state custody? This is one of the easiest dudes to find on the planet. If you were looking for him, Mm -hmm. let me, let me qualify that. If you were really looking for him, somebody that's already in state custody or County custody, you can find Mm -hmm. all right. You see this guy right here? I happen to know him, Carnell Smith, the founder of Citizens Against Paternity Fraud. That was the advocacy group. See this gentleman right here. This is Michael Basin, the bad boy of radio, mm. multi five five or six time bestselling author. Many of his books have been converted to movies and, and plays, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I met Michael while I was lobbying for legislation to be changed in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Mm hmm. He had me on the show. So I'm like a nine time recurring guest on paternity fraud because it happened to him while he was in the Air Force. He heard me talking about military men being targeted. This guy over here on the right of him. You ever heard of Brian McKnight, Grammy Award winning? Yes, sir. Well, if I were to tell you, Dr. Johnson, that we don't need to change the laws about paternity for all causes. This kind of thing only happens to low-income minorities. Mm. Listen, probably the lowest income people on this screen is Carnell Smith, Carnell Alexander, Gerald Thompson, D'Angelo Smith, and Francisco mm. Rodriguez. And two of these guys are clients of mine. Yep. <laughs> and I got them to go public and tell their story. Now, why do I put that slide up? I challenge the narrative that this is something that only happens to low income men. Right. Look, right. It, it doesn't look, if you want to have a myopic view and believe that only women of a certain social status are the only ones lying about paternity, you got your head stuck in the sand. Mm-hmm. All right. And then now, wait, uh, before, before you move on, I definitely wanted to ask about D'Angelo. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you about D'Angelo. The only thing D'Angelo did was have the same name as the as the the guy that was named on the paternity lawsuit that this stripper filed in in Michigan. He had not yet.
0: Yeah, that was the one. He I didn't think.
2: know the woman. He didn't even meet her. Right. Right. And, and I look. I use one of my database tools on on search engines online. I found there a hundred plus D'Angelo Smiths in that area, mm. but. Now I can tell, I can, let me just say, I have a suspicion as for how his name rose to the top of the list. Okay. This man is a business owner. He's in the barber business, but he also, he is living his life in such a way that he is at LinkedIn level publicity. This man is traceable, married, respect. Look, he's got W-2 income. Right. He is traceable. Yes. Now, on on nothing more than getting the guy's name, he said they threatened him, told him that if he didn't come to court, that they were going to make the decision about him being the daddy without him being there. That's Mm. That's called an incorrect default judgment. What that means is, gentlemen, you cannot afford to skip a hearing. When somebody's made a claim against you, you either have yourself or your attorney show up there representing you. And you also need to be submitting a written demand for a paternity test because you are presumed guilty on nothing but her word. She doesn't have to submit any proof that you're the baby's daddy. It is her word alone. And look, for some guys, professor, I found out the lady didn't even know the guy's legal name. Yeah, that is
0: that is that is way too much power to put in the hands of an entire demographic. And a lot of the time, whether the, whether it has to do with accusations of, you know, various types of sexual assaults or whatever. Yeah, they, they don't have to reveal them. They're not revealed to the public. They're not their pictures, their names. A lot of this yeah. stuff remains under the table. And I've And I've said this several times. You even have celebrities that are dead that yeah. can be charged by random women who don't even have to be, get to be held publicly accountable. And somehow this becomes a threat to their estate. Even yes. There's No evidence. This, the fact that they get to voice this and be heard is ridiculous
2: until they come across somebody as an advocate like me. I have actually been involved with post-mortem uh, genetic testing to prove or disprove someone that is deceased is, or is not the father. Oh. Um, uh, I forget the term right now, but if I were to use the uh, the non technical term, you can go get somebody dug up with a court order. Oh wow! Okay, let me put it this way: wow. the place where the G- the DNA will last the longest will be in the uh, the upper femur bone mm. that the big bone in your thigh mm. that genetics can last there. But oftentimes, though, depending on the circumstances of the cause of death. There will be, uh, along with the autopsy results, there will be a blood spot card that has been saved when they were diving more into what was the cause of death. Mm -hmm. And usually if you can get this done within the first two to three years of the death, you still have a shot at being able to prove or disprove the relatedness of a party. You know, nobody expects us to know stuff like this, but hey, I was in the business as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so when engineer decides to examine a trap, hey, I start thinking, well, you know, we should increase the popularity of genetic testing so we can get more testing done. And as a result, by the use of public awareness, we could help a lot more men and boys avoid getting tricked and trapped by law, which is, by the way, the name of my first book, Trapped by Law. There it is. Well, look, let me just go over and I I won't hold you long here. The other thing here, I want people to see just who's affected here. Mm. That's military men of all all branches, politicians, Mm. Uh, the average guy, the high school guy, Mm. the college guy, the pastors. Look, I know five pastors right now who are victims of paternity fraud from their wife, their ex-wife, who was the first lady of the church. I'm saying there is no holy ground when it Damn. comes to paternity fraud. Damn. So, I look, rich man, poor man, doctor thief, she'll steal from you. It won't matter. Hey, I, I couldn't rhyme with the thief just there, but you get the gist of <laughs> it, right? <laughs>
0: right, right.
2: And then with these, just quickly point out, and I won't go into the details of it, but What the over the past 23 years, what I found there's four main ways that either men or teen boys get in. And the number one way to get caught in paternity fraud is signing a piece of paper, admitting you caused a pregnancy before you had proof. I call that signing a confession. Wow. Think about it. They want you to hold the baby and then emotionally, while you are unprepared. Yes, to make an 18 to 21, or should I say 18 to lifetime decision with no legal advice, no right. counsel, right? And we can bind a minor. Listen, in many states, a minor can be bound to signing this document wow. where under practically everything else, they're not able to be uh bound to a contract because it'd be unenforceable mm-hmm. by you signing them. But this area right here, because there is compelling interest for the state to get somebody named so they can get money out of the federal title four D program.
0: And let's, let's, let's put, let's put this into a framework. Um, I'm assuming you've been in this position. I know I have where you're standing in the room during the birth and you're holding this child for the first time. Now your, your, her family, especially yeah. the mother will pre- mm-hmm. will likely be present. Your mm-hmm. mother might likely be present. And while you're standing there holding this child, the whole question of signing is on the table. And if you so much as blink the wrong way, you have a room full of mothers that are quick to tell you and, and shame you into doing it, especially if you're a young man and you haven't had these experiences, you, you, know, you haven't read anything or heard anything about paternity fraud, most mm-hmm. likely you're going to cave to that social pressure. And yes. we've seen this happen on many a talk show where yes. even when it's found that it's not your child, your own mother will st- we'll, we'll side with the other woman. Yes. And shame you into continuing to take responsibility for a child that isn't yours.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have no friends in that scenario. You just have to have the strength and wherewithal to stand on your, you know, on your twos and say, hey, look, on your square gonna go. There's no other way to do it because nobody's yes. going to advocate for you. It's all about feelings. It's all about the child and the mother. Yeah. You just become this wallet that's supposed mm-hmm. to present yourself and sublimate yourself. And, and that's it. So I you just want to hear
2: something cold hard. out of all of you, Dr. Dr. Johnson. Hmm. If you find out later that you're not the dad, that same group of people say you shouldn't have signed the paper, <laughs> even though they were part of the emotional and browbeating and and manipulation so what i tell people today and for the past 20 years is you're going to have to learn what stoicism is yes. and what one of the major protective yes. tenets of of masculinity look let's toss that nonsense about toxic masculinity right look be unapologetically male and you stand on your square and you say i'm not signing nothing till i have independently verifiable proof that I did it. And that child is mine. Yes. And look, mama, I hear what you say. And yeah, I'm supposed to honor and respect you, but mama, if I sign this document, you can't get me out of this. You The most you could do mama is raise money to get me out of jail when I refuse to pay this child support, but you can't get me out of something that requires a judge's signature To overturn me signing this document because listen to this, Dr. Johnson, if you sign that document, you have 60 days to figure out what the truth is. Wow. And the mother doesn't have to tell you that there's multiple people that look, you are in danger by putting your John Hancock on that document. You are tantamount to admitting you committed something. Because they told you the baby looks like you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with your audience. One of the look, if you go past 60 days, you can only challenge this on three grounds you can only challenge it based on duress, fraud, or material mistake of fact. Now, Tennessee did something to extend that. And we're going we're gonna to make sure your audience knows about a couple of legislative updates there. All right. Yeah, and
0: I was just going to say there's a couple of questions for the audience. I wanted to let the audience know I didn't uh, ignore them. I wanted to wait till uh, Carnell was able to finish his points. And then, okay,
2: with permission, I'll show okay. the questions and have you answer. Outstanding. Uh, and I'll just hit these these last three without going into examples. Number two, marital presumption. Any child born while the guy is married to a woman are automatically assumed to be his in many, if not most U.S. states and territories. That is even, Dr. Johnson, even if he's deployed in combat duty. Come on. During her window of conception. If they are physically separated or legally separated, and she's living with her boyfriend and the boyfriend know he's the daddy, She know the boyfriend is the daddy. But if that woman is married to you and the hospital and they asked her about, well, are you divorced now? She's like, oh, no, I'm still married to him. They will take the boyfriend's name off that document, put your name down. So this is a danger to men that if you and your woman are no longer living under the same address and listen to Carnell's position on on this masculinity point. If she is no longer under your authority, she should no longer be under your provision. And she is a financial risk to you because if she's out there in them streets and she's doing what grown folks do, she won't necessarily have to accept responsibility for the conduct of of her action because the marital presumption will be used against you. Think about that. When you, when if you as a black man, you like, wait a minute, this baby half white, uh, half part Chinese, a part Hispanic. Everybody in the delivery room could say, wait a minute, sir. Mm-hmm. There look, Stevie, one there, Ray Charles could tell this ain't your baby. They'll still put your name on the document. Number three, wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all. Now, if you never
0: heard of Carnell or you didn't see the last time I had him on the show, the last two times. Now you see why this is a big deal. Every time this brother comes through, get your notepads, take notes on every detail possible, and then go find whatever other lectures he's given and watch those too. This brother might save your life. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm advocating. Look, I'm unapologetic and advocating for men and boys because I've seen a young man drop out of college because the child support agency harassed him so much. So, that he gave up a full ride four year scholarship playing football, and he was doing well academically, from what I heard. And listen to this: he drops out of school. Someone persuades him to get a paternity test, and then he finds out the kid is not his. So he goes and tries to go back and get back into college. And guess what? He can't get. Get yeah, that scholarship, huh? He, done, he, he lost that scholarship because he voluntarily walked away from it. That's the way they're treated. Then he tried to sue the child support agency and, this, and the family courts, but they have somewhat of a qualified immunity because right. they didn't do nothing illegal. The state law allows them to do what they did. And really, truthfully, the child's mother lied to them. So once your name is in the hat, Their their attitude is, well, Your Honor, we got an order here and and Your Honor, he's not allowed to challenge it now because he didn't challenge it before. Well, here's Carnell Smith's question. Out of him and the child's mother, who knew that there were multiple people she was intimately involved with during the 60-day window of the child's conception? Mm. Her alone. Mm. Dr. Johnson, does it sound like I've done some in-depth? Examination of root cause here. Let me, look, look, let me tell you, this, uh, this is
0: why I'm such a strong advocate for brothers like Carnell and us supporting him. How many of us are in a position to put 300,000 plus and go all the way to the Supreme Court to actually get this on record and to set precedent? Very few of us. I mean, statistically, it's less than 10% of us that make six figures. But to be able to put 300,000 out of pocket. To put this on record so that other men can not only learn from it, but have a precedent that they could use in court. You have to support brothers like this. And there are not going to be many, let alone those who are willing to go further and become a a, a full time advocate for black men. So I just want brothers to understand the importance of what you've done, what you continue to do and why we need to support you, because you're not going to find
2: every day. I appreciate that. I think your shows like yours and the the Institute for Black Male Studies, look, we want men to be responsible for the pregnancies that they cause, Mm -hmm. but we want that to exclude any trickery, any underhanded lines. Uh, In the words of some of these folks I know from New Orleans and the Nolans, they say, Fugaboo, you've been bamboozled. You've been, look, you've been swindled. Man, they done played five card molly with you and they took your money and now they left you holding the bag. Mm. But one of the ultimate slaps in the face is a guy who says, "I know this can't be my baby because I've never touched her." Mm. How about this one? They got the wrong guy, man. I look, I'm look, I need to show up at work tomorrow cuz I'm I'm behind on my shift and I got stuff to do and they will underestimate the significance of that subpoena that says you shall lay aside all other business and you will you need to personally appear. Now, if you have a, if you are capable of representing yourself, you could do that. You have if you have prepared, have knowledge, you can learn to do it. But too oftentimes, a lot of guys will simply not show up, Dr. Johnson. And let me show you what is the only thing required to make you the daddy because you didn't show up to advocate for your position. You see this uh, 18 to life authorization instrument that can make you the daddy by, look, by a woman you don't know for a woman you didn't touch. And you just happen to have the same name like Mr. D'Angelo Smith That Mm. man had to change all of his plans. Do you understand that man was married and that judgment come? I mean, that lawsuit coming to his house from a stripper where he says he has never been right. Right. Now I'm going to say this, Dr. Johnson. Now there are some folks that visit magic city, the, (laughs) the, the cheetah lounge, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Hilton tilt and, uh, and Mm -hmm. hooters and all the rest of them and and they partake of of extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. Dr. Johnson one of the worst cases that I know of is an actual client of mine the woman wrote her name in the inside of his underwear and called his wife and told her and told her and she wrote it in lipstick (laughs) And the chick that did that to him, Dr. Johnson, she was the side chick who was mad because she wanted to be promoted to being the main chick. She wanted him to get rid of his wife. Oh, God. Yeah, this this is important. This is a need-to-know topic, Dr. Johnson. And and look, and when that didn't work, Dr. Johnson, what's left? To use a bait baby. Ah debate baby now cuz uh. listen what happens to some guys Dr. Johnson they will not challenge the side chick when the side chick says she's pregnant he's like oh dog man i'm stuck with her now mm. cuz look and not let's be honest there's a there's a couple of areas where men do not want to hear these words i'm pregnant and you're the father no man wants to hear that from ex girlfriend he don't want to hear that from an ex-wife. Uh, he don't want to hear that from an ex-one-nighter. You know, slow Tuesday, and he was, he was a little bent. Whatever the case may have been, uh, that is not good news to him. Uh, but in this case, from my client, though, he thought that rather than make waves, because he was trying to minimize the amount of publicity that, because he didn't, look, he didn't call he hockey sticks at his house. When that woman called the house, of course, told his wife to turn his underwear inside out, and she wrote her name in his underwear in red lipstick. Ooh. Now, think about that, Dr. Johnson. <laughs> the only way this woman could write her name inside his <laughs> underwear was he wasn't in them. <laughs> so oh, he could. He has done some wrong. Right. And I, I'm not trying to prosecute the brother, but eventually he decided to to at least, you know, toughen up and get his gonads back. Okay. He decided that, well, dang it, if I'm going to be stuck paying 18 years or more, mm. I think he I think he heard me on a radio station in local Atlanta and he decided I, I'm better off knowing for sure. That's right. So we do the paternity test guess whose baby is not his baby? Uh Uh-oh. The side chick's baby is not even... And what amazes me are the number of guys who he expect the side chick to be faithful to him while he is being (laughs) unfaithful to his wife. (laughs) Can we say this is an unreasonable expectation? (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Last but not least... Mr. D'Angelo Smith was, was, was tagged on the basis of mistaken identity. Uh, you can be guilty on nothing more than having the same name as the guy that's on that paternity lawsuit. Uh, and if you take this lightly in categories three and four, this is the only thing required to make you the daddy. Put this in the hands of a hearing officer, uh, put this in the hand of a family court judge. hmm uh-huh. And you're not there to advocate for your interest. Oh, you going to be the daddy today. Mm. And, and the next thing there, look, listen to this. They're making decisions now about how much you're going to pay. All yeah. right. Now, how much is your uh your daycare bill? Okay. He's going to pay for all of that. Um, How much has he given you since the baby's been born? Oh, yeah. You got any birth expenses? Oh, yeah. He's going to pay for that too. And how much do you need? Well, your honor, I think about eighteen hundred to do. Let's round that off to twenty four hundred. Mm. Listen, because mm. you want to know what? How does this bother me? And look at this: emotional, mental, financial, shocked, stunned, paralyzed, mm. frustration, anger, anxiety, depression. Mm. I had one client commit suicide right after he helped us get the law changed in Oregon. Yeah, you go to jail. Your credit's ruined. You lose your job, cause guess what happens if you go to jail for 180 days on yep. this non-payment of child support?
3: Exactly. That
2: job that you had, yeah. that business that where you were the principal on. Yep. Oh, oh no. And we're not gonna let you drive to work, cause we're gonna take your license too. And mm-hmm. for the passport, bros, <laughs> yo, but out the country can't get back in, cause we done canceled cancel your passport. Ooh, shit. Oh, you at the airport done bought your ticket. You done paid for your accommodations in the DR and the Philippines. You done paid for three months over there. You can't get out the airport (laughs) because your passport been took. What? Last but not least, this is the last line. I was, oh, wait, I, wait, I, wait, I hope I'm giving enough wait, shock and awe
0: wait, here. wait, 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 let me just let me just catch up because I'm okay. We'll myself at the airport <laughs> in another country, so hold on, wait, um I can I just want to add you could lose you could lose your apartment, all of that can happen as well but but, let me ask you this question. So to the mm-hmm. average cat sitting mm-hmm. at home with his wife or his woman mm-hmm. and he opens this letter that says mm-hmm. father, what mm-hmm. is the typical response he can expect from
2: his woman in that instance? Ooh, you got an explosion sound on your soundboard? I, I, unfortunately, I don't, but <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it, yeah. I can tell you what, uh, more than likely she is about to go lunar region, go off. Mm-hmm. Mr. D'Angelo Smith was very fortunate that based on this man's long standing character, right? His wife immediately believed it. I remember that. And that's why oh. I
0: asked the question. Cause when I first yeah. saw that report, I was amazed at how much respect he commanded in terms yes. of his behavior. But, but at the end of the day to the average cat, you yeah that's rare a marriage Look, that's or rare.
2: relationship just based on the letter, just based on that letter, your woman's subject to walk out. Or if if she had the ability, like if her name's on everything, you getting put out. You were getting put out that day, cause you a liar, you a cheater, you a low down dog. I mean, they will go down the list, and you're innocent, and may take your kids with her. May take kids with her. And now look at this: you lose your family, uh-huh. and and by the way, this we're not talking about a small amount of money here because I, I, my next chart has a, has some of the financial impacts from the low end to the high end of people I've worked with. You're going to be shocked at the most somebody has been ordered to pay per month, Dr. Johnson. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let me come over here. Let me roll the mouse wheel. So if a guy's paying 800 a month, that's probably the average dude, about 200 a week. However, let's look at what that translates into over 18 years at 10% interest. See, I use 10% interest because that's what many of the states will charge you. If you behind in arrears, they'll charge you 10% interest. So you're looking at almost a half a million dollars over 18 years. When would you want to find out that kid wasn't yours, Dr. Oh Johnson? At 18 years, when you're thinking you're making your last payment, you telling the kid, look, I need you to tell your mama. This is the last payment she's going to ever get out of me. She can kick rocks. After this, I'm going to go put some money down. I'm going to get me one of them cars at the bottom of the screen. I'm going to throw myself a get out of jail party. Kid comes back, Dr. Johnson says, my mama asked me to see what the look on your face is when I tell you, you ain't my daddy. Oh, shit. Yeah. You want talk about, to talk about a kick in the nads? Dude, But look at this 3000 a month. I had a client who was a medical doctor on staff teaching doctor at two hospitals, unknown to him. His wife had had an affair with her coworker at the high school. He's paying 3000 a month in child support. I got, I got my client and her to come on Dr. Phil show. Mm. She felt he should still pay because he had been paying. So let me ask this dumb question, Dr. Johnson. Who makes more money? My client, the doctor who's on staff at two hospitals, and he's training other doctors. Or the high school counselor dude she had the affair with, who was also, by the way, dude of a different race. Who made more money? Who was well able to pay the 3000 So what is this looking like over 18 years, Dr. Johnson? $1.8 million. Does a DNA test cost less than $500,000 or $1.8 million? Mm. I, I can say with absolute certainty, you could get a one-day test for less than that. Okay. But do but for the ultimate slap in the face, do you see this $330,000 a month, Dr. Johnson? Mm. Mm-hmm. I had a guy whose legal team contacted me because he'd been paying $330,000 a month. And he found out the four-year-old was not his kid and that his wife had bamboozled him and she actually got pregnant with a Hollywood producer's baby. And by the way, the guy who she did this to was a billionaire. He made a million dollars a day. Dude was 80% stockholder of the MGM Studios, um, the MGM Grand in Vegas. That's the dude that owned the hotel. Can I say he was an ultra wealthy dude? The man spent over, I think he spent over a hundred thousand a year, every year on custom tailored suits. Wow. He had it like that, but let me tell you what was his attitude when he found out the kid wasn't his. I was in the $1,400 a month territory. I didn't like it. (laughs) Right. He said, I didn't like it. (laughs) He was in the $330,000 a month territory. He was just as pissed as I was. Mm-hmm. He said the same thing that I did. Well, she went out and had her fun with Chad, Wrong Ray, Ray Road Dog, Pookie, and them. She oh. need to get out in them streets and go track them down. Wow, they had their fun. They should go have their baby. But look at what what I'm telling people. I'm saying taking the DNA test at birth before you sign that document. Right now, now that we have a a uh, non-destructive prenatal test starting at the seventh week i would tell anybody right now we only i don't even want you to wait till the baby's born starting mm-hmm. at that seventh week get your legal prenatal test and you know right then and there when the results come back whether or not you bi- she about bi- to be an ex-wife that's called an sxw soon to be ex-wife yeah
0: i mean we've heard of cases where they're trying to start child support when the baby is still in
2: utero but Senator no Marco Rubio proposed that nonsense and mm. wants to leave it up to the mother, whether or not she participates in a paternity test. Mm. We're not going, you don't ask the Fox who's robbing the chicken coop, whether or not they, they seen anybody taking chickens. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, i my, my analogy might be a bit odd, but my point is the mother is the person who has the most to gain from fraud, deception, sleight of hand and straight up lying. And what you said at the beginning of your show about things being provided to mothers, catering Mm -hmm. toward mothers. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I don't begrudge helping folks that need assistance and a helping hand. I am Mm -hmm. somewhat against just giving free money with no strings and no responsibilities. I'd put her in a job training program based on what the market needs are in the area where she is. Mm Because if we're going to help her, we're going to give her a hand up, not a handout. You Mm -hmm. with me? Mm -hmm. That's yes, right. we gonna look, we're gonna empower her so she can get a job where she can take care of herself while she also helps track down Chad Roan, Pookie, Ray Raid, rest of them, whoever she's involved with. Because if what look, if the man is gonna lose 173 million dollars when he could have bought a mansion, a yacht, Maserati, Lamborghini, Bugatti, Ferrari, Maybach, Porsche, uh, a souped up corvette and a bmw i8 with 173 million dollars he could have got all of that dr mm. johnson mm. wow and and if it wasn't that much for him look even the guy who's gonna spend five hundred thousand over 18 years he could darn sure pay off a corvette if he wanted to now couldn't he oh my goodness yeah. so when would it be best for him to know if the kid was his before he surrendered any money Right. That's my point. Well, I right. am gonna stop sharing right there and we can get into what the legislative changes that have been proposed. What what some people think has happened. Um, I'll tackle your question, sir. I, I me, think I'm ready.
0: Well, let, let me just uh, put a couple of things out there before we go there. Now, according to this is from um, one of the pieces I've written on mm-hmm. uh, black men, you mm-hmm. know, as far as uh, uh, where to go, child support is concerned. 20% of the people in this system shouldn't, be, shouldn't even be in there, and I'm reading the quote, uh, because they're too poor, says David J. Pate, Associate Professor of Social Work at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Said those $10,000 or even $20,000 a year earners, the mm-hmm. government, according to Pate, is owed $115 billion in past child support, but 70% of that money is owed by Americans who make less than $10,000 a year.
2: Yeah, I know how that's done. Yeah, that look. If you were to, if you were to pull up the uh, tax earning records for these guys, if let's assume they had W two income,
3: mm-hmm.
2: meaning a traceable job, right, right, right. Some of these guys are being charged with child support that's in excess of what his gross earnings were yes. for a calendar year. Yes, and what I've tried to explain to some women's groups. Like, Let me explain to you ladies about the child support. You don't just get to go pull a number out of the sky and say, well, he should have to pay me uh, $1,800, $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've, I've approached him with this radical common sense question. Was he making that kind of money when you met him to where he could exactly. just, he could drop two G's on you and it not affect his life? Right. Oh, no. But but that's how I feel. That's I should be able to go. I should be able to go put the baby in some Oshkosh. bagosh and and some I w- if I want the baby to have some Air Jordans or some Nikes. I mean, they want to spend ridiculous amounts of money, some of them on stuff that the baby will never get any material use out of it. Well, and we also know that in those extreme
0: cases, uh, most particularly. um that money is not going to the child in any realistic way. That's oh, the, This, is, that's this is backdoor.
2: This backdoor is backdoor money. Backdoor.
0: This is mother support. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the other thing I wanted to kind of present to you, and I think we briefly uh, talked a little bit about this before we came to the show today,
2: mm-hmm. is
0: the black male political agenda. Yes. Uh, the 17th yes. agenda. And this was created by those who are watching this show. We created this in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And just to show you right off, those are the 17 points. Mm -hmm. You can see the number of sub points under Mm -hmm. something, right? The one that has the highest number of sub points is the Mm -hmm. family court reform um, uh, option, which is the first one on the list. Yes. And you go under family court reform, there's 17 points here um, that break down all the different things that brothers uh, on this show are advocating for. Yes. And the second one, or I should say, this is uh, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, here we go. Uh, B, mm-hmm. mandatory paternity testing at birth. Yep. Uh, so we've had this on here for a minute, but what mm-hmm. I want the audience is we added another sentence and another addendum, and this is from yeah. to Brother Carnell himself. Men mm-hmm. should have access to DNA prenatal paternity testing, testing yes. at birth, testing at divorce hearings, and testing at family court. Yes, and if you see you know uh, the number fourteen right there, we just scroll down to the bottom mm-hmm. of the list mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me um let me say here let me go down mm-hmm. ah, come on now, there we go there it goes number fourteen yes. Carnell thank Smith. you, sir. Oh, so just wanted to put that on record, but you were the first that I've heard really talk about uh not only prenatal but divorce mm-hmm. hearings and at family court yes so make sure yes, that's
2: clear. Well, let me let's let me just give a quick uh, note to that Um, during some of the time that I was actually providing DNA services for over a decade is some of my most productive business days was me and my team providing DNA services at the courthouse on child support day Mm. or on a day when they are doing daddy roundups. See, a lot of times they will uh, many of the states will try to do use shaming tactics and negative publicity to go and look for a bunch of men who are behind on their child support. And Mm -hmm. mind you, the person being behind on child support does not automatically mean they are behind because they have the ability to pay and are refusing to pay. But Mm -hmm. yet that group of guys will get treated just like the guys who have the money refuse to pay because of some situation with the mother. Cause some guys mistakenly believe, well, since she won't let me see the kid, then I'm going to cut her off. Right. Mm. Mm. Problem with that. Dr. Johnson is, is that legal court order mm-hmm. is binding and enforceable to the barrel of a gun with handcuffs they show up at your door because there's been a, a, a bench warrant and arrest warrant um, put out for your arrest for child abandonment. They say you are, 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 a neglectful low down shift law, no good dude. And what we need to do now is we're going to under threat of loss of liberty you're going to come before a a judge now and we're going to determine how much time you're going to spend in our care and custody. Wow. We got, we got three meals in the cot. Do you know that Dr. Johnson, you could be facing doing 180 days because you don't have the ability to make that total payment. They, They will say this to you. Well, look, we're not, we're not really locking you up for for not paying the child support, because see, that would sound like um uh peonage, you know, this the oh, slavery yeah. type position, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We're putting you in jail for your refusal to obey the court order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are in, you're going to jail for contempt. Wow. See, the the powers of contempt in family court are so so broad that unless there's statutory law that can limit the discretion of that judge, do you know you could do 20 years in jail on a contempt motion? Damn. But get look, it gets worse. Once you exceed $2,501 in arrears, you can also be charged with a third degree felony of mm. child abandonment. Mm. Dr. Johnson, As a person who has security clearance and working in a high trust position, what does it do to a person's employability? Oh, come on. To get convicted of a felony. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And even look, even if your family passes the hat around and gets enough money to get you out, that felony goes on your record. And a lot of employers do not care for the rhyme or the reason of why you got a felony. The fact that you got one is over. Boom, employability gone. And by the way, you think that, okay, well, while I'm look trying to get my life together and see, can I do something about getting this felony expunged off my record? Mm-hmm. Y- you will find that they will not reduce the child support because they'll say it's your fault that you got charged and convicted of that felony. Now, in my mind, there should be a uh, evaluation hearing to see if the reason you're behind, like during COVID for some people, right, they lost their job because their entire vertical market industry was affected.
0: Exactly.
2: They can't get a job in their town, mm-hmm. in their skill specialty anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when those uh, when those uh, what was those financial checks that were sent out? These guys lost their entire check. They got their employment check seized. Mm-hmm. Dr. Johnson, I come across, you know, men of all races that were economically affected by things like COVID job layoffs, the market jobs rolled out the country, mm-hmm. whatever, the whatever the cause. And what I'm getting at is these people were not deliberately underemployed or unemployed, they were victims of the market they were in where the number of positions for what their skill sets were. Like, think about it. In Atlanta, if you were a auto worker, when those auto plants closed, (laughs) unless you were willing to relocate to another area in the United States or, or wait until some places here in Georgia where Toyota, Kia, and and several of the other um, the imports figured out they would do a whole lot better building the cars here than shipping the cars from their foreign country and mm-hmm. getting hit with all of those tariffs. You know, we, we're not supposed to know all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there was a true evaluation of ability to pay, mm-hmm. the means is based on their skill set. Are there actual positions? Look, just because you tell me you want me to pay. This, this this amount. If my market that I work in has taken a 75% reduction of jobs, and the company that I work for folded up and left the state, and my kid is in the state, I'm trying to do everything I can to stay somewhere near my kid. Right. right. Oh, but 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 then again, paying for the kid is treated as the ultimate priority
3: Mm -hmm.
2: when the CDC has already reported again and again, some of the best fathers on the planet who are, who are actively involved are black fathers. That's right. That's right. But they, but they got to jump over the moon when he is in a relationship with a combative antagonistic mother who, because he was no, he is no longer in a relationship with her. And God forbid if he upgrades on women, if she's a six and he's now dating a nine, he's going to catch hell seeing those kids. And I've I've known men who have been divorced from their
0: wife, from their ex-wives for over a decade. And as long as he was single, things were fine. Mm -hmm. As soon as he got into another relationship of substance, she enacted anything she could heard yes. him even though she was in new and other relationships there she might even be no, married herself she might even be married there there was no discussion about getting back together again it was purely yeah. because he was in another relationship and perceivably happy Look, uh, how dare him go and be happy so, yeah. so i'm gonna see about that and and then you have something like this shout out to Lashawn. Wow. he said had friend get hit by a car was in
2: a coma for six months still went to jail for back child support See, he ought to have that guy right there should have had the benefit of constitutional protections to where there should have been an evaluation hearing. If you got hit by a car, most people don't volunteer to get hit. Mm. Mm. And then if you were in a coma, there's also a period of recovery time. If he got back to the point to where he managed to become mobile and and regain his motor functions. But that didn't necessarily mean he was going to be capable of going back to work at go. the same level he was prior to the accident right which which speaks
0: nothing of his actual health and the status yes. that, but his job yes.
2: was more than you know
0: could very well just not be available for him any longer any any number of things could could have taken uh,
2: place how dare us try to apply common sense to this sir see that you see that
0: it's ridiculous i do want to pose a couple of the questions from the audience um OK, so The first thing we got is from sport dropping, sports droppings. Mm-hmm. That's how many states have law have laws like the recent Tennessee DNA at birth? Uh, how many have
2: pending introduced legislation? Um, Great question. Great question. So that that legislation that Tennessee has actually gotten passed uh, on the behest of uh, state representative Antonio Parkinson, um, they haven't passed a paternity fraud bill. Yet that got pretty much sent to a subcommittee and it died there. Yeah. Mm. What they have done is they have they have passed legislation to to make the requirement that before anybody can sign that paternity confession, which is also called a paternity acknowledgement. I like my definition, my term better mm. a confession without proof. Mm. If you don't sign that. Well, now, at least in Tennessee, and it was passed and signed by a governor for single men and teen boys in the unmarried situation. You're going to have to take a test first to get your name on the birth documents, and then you could sign a, a voluntary acknowledgement of paternity. I personally think that's a great idea. Yeah. I just wish that they didn't exclude married men. because yeah. it It creates the appearance that All of the married women are holy and righteous and and they never lie. Right, right. But if you're on my YouTube channel, The Paternity Coach, you'll see that most of the paternity fraud victims on my channel, like Gerald Thompson. Mm -hmm. Gerald Thompson, that brother says his wife used to go to work with her hair fixed up. (laughs) By the time she came home, her hair was all messed up. Mm. This, This lady would leave for lunch and go visit a pastor at the hotel. And she was getting it in at the hotel. Look, Gerald told his story on CNN,
0: by the way. Mm.
2: And the Texas court still held Gerald responsible because of the marital presumption. Now, other states, uh, there's one other thing that they did too. They extended the amount of time in Tennessee with the second bill that will allow you to get more time to challenge the, the voluntary paternity acknowledgement. It, it has moved the time from 60 days to 180 days. Mm. That is a good effort, in my opinion, to offer some level of protection for single men. I don't agree with excluding the married men. A better bill would be like what we have in Georgia and Ohio is those are the only states that have an unlimited time for you to challenge the paternity as long as there's an open court order. Right. OK, because let's think about it. There is no state requiring the mother to inform the court, her attorney, you, your attorney, that there is anybody else that could be the kid's father. She knows the answer to this question. Is there anyone else she was intimately involved with during the 60-day window of conception? Mm -hmm. What is the 60-day window of conception, and how did I come up with that? the conception date for the kid plus a minus 30 days. The reason I came up with that, Dr. Johnson is I interviewed several obstetricians, gynecologists, mm. Mm. and they told me they've had multiple cases of women trying to get them to change the due date of the baby. Uh-oh. So that it will line up with the story. She's telling the guy Ooh. who she wants to be the daddy. Damn. Yeah. Can you see why it is so? Da- it is dangerous in, in, in my mind as the advocate here? It is dangerous for men and boys to just take the mother's word. Don't tell yeah. me about this is your high school sweetheart. She's the first lady of the church. Listen, some people making mistakes. Some people are straight up scamming and lying. But what you cannot trust is how you're going to be treated in the family court. Yeah. You cannot trust. How are you going to be treated in the child support agency in all states? Listen, between the state court for families court and child support, they're making money based on how many guys get signed up. You didn't hear me say how many fathers were the actual biological father. I said, how many guys can get signed up? So it's a head count. And if they can get more signed up this year than they did last year, they get to participate in a bonus incentive structure of federal taxpayer money. Yes, we are financing the very system that works in an onerous way against us. And then the next metric that they, they get is how much child support money they collect. So if you are one of these guys whose emotions uh, cause you to take this delusional belief that how much you love your child is equaling how much you pay. So if they tell you, well, according to the formula, all you need to pay is $936 a month. No, I'm a real man. I love my kids. I'm going to pay $1,500. Well, whatever you agree to, you stuck with it. Even if something happens like reduction of hours in your job or your side job goes away and all that extra money you had now You stuck like Chuck. Now, my attitude is no, you do. If she put you in the system, you do what the court order says and everything else you do, you do while you got the kids with you Mm. because you do not want to be obligated in a situation where, okay, this is what the law says you have to do. You buy into the belief that how much you love your kids is equal to how much money is all that extra money is going to the mother. Mm. who has to give no account, let me say it for the people in the back, she has to give zero accountability for all you know, that extra money is uh, hair and weave support, um, girls night out support, um, flaming hurricane support, um, wait a minute, you drive a Honda, you looking at her driving a a 330 E-Class and you paying for it.
0: Yep. yep. And now, I, just want, I just want to quickly say to the audience, because I didn't had three or four things I wanted to drop in, and I forgot them all, because what this brother is talking about is so important. One thing to keep in mind, if your mouth dropped at least once during this episode, you didn't miss three things. So I highly recommend that you listen to this interview several times over, because trust me, at every moment of shock, you didn't miss a couple things
2: listen to it again. I'm just going to put that out there now while I can. Go ahead, brother. And as for whether or not other states have introduced, um, unfortunately. The our ability to get advocates to approach their duly elected state rep, state senator. Some people are mistakenly, Dr. Johnson, some people are mistakenly thinking they want to take this issue to the federal side. Right. Mm. And they're approaching their U.S. congressman or congresswoman, or they're approaching a U.S. senator. And those people don't yield majority influence over state law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to go talk to the persons or people who are in your state law, like your House of Representatives or your assemblyman, assembly person, your state senator. And you want to make them aware of this thing called paternity fraud. Or yeah. a paternity mistake or a paternity misattribution. Yes. Listen, uh we put any any name that you call it. If we're gonna allow for deception methods, lies, trickery, sleight of hand to be used in determining who's the father and let women pick who the baby daddy is after she's conceived. Oh let's be honest, this is ludicrous. It is a preventable issue. And since we know by the results of 20 years of DNA testing, we don't get 100% of the mothers to tell the truth in the beginning. My, My recommendation is we don't ask them a thing. Let's just do like Tennessee is doing now with that passage. Let's just do the test. And the court can rely on the test results a whole lot more than they can rely on the mother's testimony. I'm going to tell you, if if we could get this nationally done,
0: but even just with a couple of states doing it, the, the impact on marriage would be the shockwaves would just be unparalleled in terms of this. Because yeah. because, because pe- women women know how long they've been pulling this. I mean, in the black community, yeah. most especially what we hear about the black father, uh, especially the olden days. Right. The idea mm-hmm. was, well, he's a rolling stone. He, probably, mm-hmm. You know, the old adage. When you go to grandpa's funeral, there's two families where everybody looked the same. And that becomes the dominant method of looking at black men. But Mm -hmm. nobody wants to talk about how many of his
2: sons and daughters weren't his. Yes. By the way, the oldest guy that I've tested, Dr. Johnson, was 80 years old. And some of those kids turned out to not be his. And guess what? Before he died, he says, I want to know for sure which ones are mine. Ooh. 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 And some of them weren't his. Come on now. Now that doesn't notice how that doesn't
0: make the the, the conversation, right? When we yes. talk about the family, the black family, yes. it's all yes. about his dysfunction. But for some reason, the women are, you know, untouchable, you know, even in terms yeah. of, of, of doubt. It's not even on the table. But now that we have D, DNA, it is cutting across assumptions. It is cutting across belief. It's cutting cutting across all of these kind of fantastical ways of approaching this, and it's forcing us to actually come to grips with female nature, which I'm not saying is inherently evil. It's human. No. It's there. Human. You go. But women have been kept from being held, you know, under crit- criticism as human beings. But men, yes, particularly yes. black men, have been hyper criticized. Oh yes, worse than anything else. So now we're seeing nature, and we're seeing evidence, and we're seeing science. Mm being brought to bear in a way that equalizes the playing field by forcing us to deal with human nature
2: so listen to what some so listen to what some countries have done now with the increased public awareness of of dna testing for paternity maternity immigration some people are using the backdoor approach which Mm -hmm. is to do ancestry testing yes where you're wanting to do and find out well which family tree <laughs> right. am I really on? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is when mom's secret that she thought she was going to get away with. Yep. yep. And we've seen stories from Africa, Jamaica, and the yep. United States and yep. other countries that, that ancestry test revealed that your mama is the first one that lied to you. Oh. Your mama lied to your, to the guy who you thought was your daddy. And that man is ticked to find out that none of the kids are his. You want to talk about a cold ice bucket moment. Yeah. You Man is committed time, resources, or like in one case, um, one guy said, you know, said the mother used to come to his job and harass him about more money, even though the man was paying under a court order. I meet between you and me. I would have filed charges on her for harassment, Mm. for stalking, let her do some jail time to see that her behavior was uncalled for and that she was a threat and that she should be dealt with instead of trying to look, instead of trying to deal with them like this black man, Mm -hmm. get smart and Use the law so that she gets a little bit of opportunity here. This this is equal opportunity here. So I, I say here to the to the man of spirit large, equal rights, equal lefts, mm-hmm. but not physically. <laughs> right. Using the law, which is gonna require you to use your mind, yep. use your brain. Yep. But they have no problem, Dr. Johnson, in making false claims of domestic violence against man. Mm-hmm. False claims of S.A. against a man. Mm-hmm. And guys, once, once you you and her are done, you c- do not date her. Don't touch her. They'll go out with her. Because mm. if she drops a claim saying you raped her, mm. your behind going to jail. It,
0: we've <laughs> seen these all the way to Africa. We've seen these cases when they're revealed. We've seen men go off and go buck wild. And the ultimate yes. irony to all of this is when it's reported in the news, yes. what set him off is if it's in the article at all, is buried in, in somewhere in the bottom of the article. The, the, the subject, contributing facts. It's a, it, it, but the point is that he went off, and that becomes what the story is. This man hit her. He did this to her. Yeah. But nobody then talks about what actually initiated all of that. So yes. it's that much impo- that much more important that we deal with this legally. Yes, and we really start to become more litigious in this manner, because as soon as you and you are so correct, as soon as things get violent, you become the point of the story. Your irrationality, your tendency to violence, you need to go to jail and everything else that happens becomes immaterial.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Look, as a result, Dr. Johnson, we've been I've been teaching men how to uh, apply some some things here. I'm going to show you a device that you are already well familiar with, Dr. Johnson. Let me introduce uh, you to the Johnny Depp wireless security device, sir. Yes, sir. You know, the only way Johnny Depp was able to prove that Amber Heard mm-hmm. was a straight up lying trick mm-hmm. and no offense to the other people who are real tricks out there. OK, y'all, they may not want to be associated <laughs> with Amber. OK, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, uh, OK, but my point is, had he not had his wireless personal security device. Did you know, Dr. Johnson, that this thing actually provides audio visual recording? And if you're smart, you'll put a 128 gig uh, SD card in this bad boy so that whatever amount of ROM and hard drive space that came with it, you were capable of recording days of interactions with said individuals. And if you're also smart, you'll have a wireless security system that has AV recording in your place. And you make sure she's not allowed to come on your property without being invited. And any attempts to come to your property without being invited will be dealt with as a trespasser up to and including pressing charges for trespassing. Listen, you might say to me, but Mr. Smith, do we have to deal with folks like that? Listen. As part of healthy masculinity and 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 stoicism, on you standing on your square, you have to let people know you're not to be played with, right? That you are not to be trifled with and 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 treated. Because if you if you're not careful, um, the mental abuse that the man goes through verbally and disrespected and talked down to, like he's a little kid, and 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 let's also point out the fact that usually him getting physical is a response to having been attacked. Mm. That narrative is often not told. But Mm. guess what? If these guys are smart and take advantage of the fact that, you know, these days you could have an eight core, 10 core microprocessor in your personal wireless security device, making sure you find out what the laws are in your state about one party and two party recording. Because if you're involved in the conversation and you make her aware that you'll have no communications with her that are either not in written form or being recorded by audio or video or both. Mm. That's how you have to treat it. You got to treat it like a business transaction, Dr. Johnson. Because once this person has shown, they will lie on you. They will claim you hit them and did all manner of stuff. The Carnell Smith rule is they are not to be trusted and you are not to be alone with them again. I heard in that. a way to where your freedom and your livelihood can be endangered. As as one uh several people I've heard on the manosphere gentlemen, protect yourself at all times.
0: Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Let me uh let's see. We got a couple more questions here. This one is from Bravo Deuce. He says that the BMC three. I didn't get the chance to ask you, had the judge allowed you to sue your ex, would you have become the crusader that you are today?
2: Now hear this. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. I have, I have taught many of my clients how to win. And we've gotten some of several of our clients to recover as much as 18 years of child support payments plus interest and mm. damages because mm. he went through emotional distress he's went through financial damages cause think about this had he been informed that little june bug might not be his or wasn't his for sure and he got those tests before he paid any alimony or any child support he could have paid for his own vet right mm-hmm. or he could have kept the cast and learned crypto and several other investment tactics and techniques. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he could have completely changed his quality of life without that bad influence of her in his life. Right. Mm. Mm. Now, would I have still been an advocate? You dadgum right. Making me have to go five years to the U S Supreme court. When I presented evidence, there was over 1 million men and boys that My what I argued as constitutional arguments once there was irrefutable proof that all of the assumptions that the male was the biological father, my position was the court needed to admit they no longer had subject matter jurisdiction over this man because everybody, including them, everybody had presumed that the guy was the biological father. Mm -hmm. Well, how are you going to maintain that presumption? Once there is proof, because what we do today in criminal court, once look at the uh the innocence project with Barry Sheck, people who have been falsely accused of murder and grape, and sometimes SA, right? Mm-hmm. They've been falsely accused of something, and it is only by genetic testing those DNA fingerprint, the 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 the, 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 the genotypes have been matched up to prove somebody else did it. Mm -hmm. And they usually identify who the other party is. And with a 0% exclusion, the person who has been sentenced, charged convicted and is locked up currently didn't do it. Irrefutable proof. They didn't do it. Do we say that we should keep them in jail because we spent good money on a trial and, and we done paid all the jurors and the prosecution put on a fabulous case Never mind that the prosecution suppressed uh, compelling evidence or, or 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 evidence that they were supposed to share with mm-hmm. the defense counsel. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? You darn right it does. And 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 in case after case, many of those those men are uh, largely men who have been victims of false uh, convictions. Get out. You can't give him back his time. So if he gets million, $10 million, $17 million. He'll have some some quality of life for the rest of his life, but he sure as heck lost a lot doing Mm. 5, 10, 20. I think the most I've heard about is somebody innocent did 30 years plus. So Mm. would I have still been an advocate? You dadgum right I would have. I was pissed over how much money I had to spend because I felt that once we went to court, I had two DNA tests. I had the mother's sworn testimony that she never told me about another guy. And when asked under oath, well, why didn't you inform Mr. Smith about this other gentleman? She got indignant with my attorney and said, that was none of Mr. Smith's business. (laughs) So she knowingly and willingly Mm-hmm. Kept material facts from me that would have caused me to question her honesty and her integrity. Yes, sir. Look, Chris Rock says men tell big a, a lie and say he was at Tony's house.
0: Mm-hmm. Women
2: tell a much bigger lie and say, that's your baby. That's your baby. Am I woman bashing? No. But did you see all those black men I showed on my slide?
0: Yeah. I think he said uh, uh, men tell more lies. Women
2: tell the biggest ones, the biggest one. Right. And the worst side of that, Dr. Johnson is the guy who doesn't find out what the truth is within 30 days of her telling him that lie. Since we now know a legal form of prenatal testing is available starting at the seventh week, listen to the Carnell Smith strategic approach. Listen here, cupcake. Now, I know we're supposed to be married and everything, but you've been uh, you've been showing some of these run the street tendencies and ways, and mm-hmm. and and your conduct and behaving uh, behavior has caused my belief in your veracity is in question. Mm-hmm. And in case the artist doesn't know her honesty, so if your if your conduct and your actions say you for the streets, I'm gonna need some verification. Mm-hmm. That this baby is mine. Oh, yeah. Trust. Yeah, baby. I could trust you. However, trust, but verify. Man. So until I get verification, yes, I'm going to put all the money that I was going to contribute here in a separate account in my bank, and it will be held in lieu of the test results. Yeah, I'm not putting anything in a baby shower. I'm not taking no pictures with you. You don't mm. need to post me on social media talking Uh-oh. about we're pregnant. Yep. Until I get confirmation. Listen, I'm saying I'm not saying you got to be mean about it. Don't talk harsh and all of that. But due to the way that family court works and child support enforcement works in all of the 50 states and the US territories, if I even act like the father. Toward your child and let your kid call me daddy. Yes, this can and be used against me in court. And then they will say, well, sir, based on locus parentis, which means in Latin acting in place of a parent. Mm -hmm. Well, your honor, he's been doing this for a year already. Mm -hmm. And she is not going to tell the court that I swore to him on a stack of Bibles that nobody else could be the child's daddy. And then the other boyfriend tracked your current boyfriend down and told him that you told him he was the daddy and that you've been getting money from both dudes. So now the two dudes are working together. Damn. Hey, Dr. Johnson, that's happening. And I'm a, look at this. And Carnell Smith, the men's advocate, I am those men. I say, fellas, quit fighting the other dude. Mm-hmm. If your girl or your wife is out there sleeping with other fellas, she knew she was in a relationship with you. If she wasn't attacked, she did that thing willingly, and she chose to do it on her own. Quit trying to defend her honor when there where there is no honor. Mm. Fighting the other dude, man, look, for all you know, she took her wedding ring off soon as she was out the house. Look at it. She yeah. took that bad boy off. And she said her ability to, to represent married women ended as soon as you were out of sight. Mm. Mm. And she would drop it. Look, she was dropping it. Like it was an inferno. (laughs) Mm. I'm
0: going to tell people I'm a big advocate of letting people know your politics in the beginning. So when it comes to this whole question of, you know, getting the DNA testing done, If she knows and everybody else around you, including your family, know that these are your politics, there's no yep. reason for you to stand on, you know, in a questionable space about, well, I don't know if I'm, no, y'all knew from the beginning, this is how I roll.
2: And Absolutely. If a
0: problem for a woman, even during the dating stage, then you might yes. just dodge a bullet right then and there. So yes. be unapologetic about your politics and it yes. may save you behind. We got one last question. Go and ahead. Coming from, oh,
2: and, and, and please tell your audience. And I'm speaking as a married man who's done a DNA test with his wife. Yeah. Because like, After what the ex-girlfriend did to me, I don't never, I didn't never want to experience that again. And I'm thankful. I know what it's like to be in a relationship with an honest woman. There you go. There Out you of go. everybody, that the wife that I'm married to, uh, been 32 years now. Now so 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 that in and of itself proves cuz I know
0: there's a lot of men that I've run across that don't want to say it publicly but they're worried that they won't be able to to have a woman if they believe these things or say these things but you're walking evidence
2: that that has nothing to do with living women. proof. Yeah. And by the way, she took the test willingly cuz she wanted me to have peace of mind. There you go. Dr. Johnson, I absolutely had to have peace of mind. Yes sir. Because trust true. me, had those results came back as 0% paternity, the marriage was not going to survive. Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um, last question from the code 42, um, mm-hmm. the 42, is it possible to sue the state or representatives that preside over their,
2: this system or rulings? I'm going to say absolutely not. Mm. Cause here's where, here's where I think, we have to be accurate on where we place blame and accountability. Mm. The state representative didn't lie about the mother telling you that you were the father. Mm. The family court judge didn't lie to you about you being the father of the kid. The child support enforcement agency didn't lie to you claiming that you were the father. Now, unfortunately, Dr. Johnson, A lot of us men think that the family court is a even playing field. And we have been deluded into believing that if it's a level playing field, that they're out there to, you know, behind me is the U.S. Supreme Court. And across the top of that thing, it says equal justice under law. Mm -hmm. I absolutely disagree with that statement. Cause due to this gynocentric focus in law, Mm -hmm. There's a superior advantage if you have XX chromosomes and you're female today, Mm. believe all women. She said you caused that pregnancy. There is a presumption of guilt and the various state agencies and the family court that are involved. All of this, by the way, all the way that system works today, it started with welfare reform all the way back from the seventies through the nineties. When, when some, People came up with some brilliant ideas. We don't want the state to get stuck with this bill. Mm. And nobody, no one was willing to represent men and boys' interests at the table there. So mm-hmm. in the giveaway, do all things for women, well, we're going to make, we're going to get these guys to pay and we're going to recoup the money that we spent for the state to pay for, to give her food stamps, section a medical, dental, We're going to spend his money and we're going to get that money out of him. And if he doesn't advocate for his own interest to get some form of paternity testing, we are not, look, they are not going to require her Mm -hmm. to disclose it. Look, ethically, morally, and principally, it would be fair and just that the child's mother be required to, submit a paternity affidavit under oath to everybody who could be that child's father and we do a the paternity test on all of them in the first round mm. we will get we will find the guy who she had her fun with then oh but uh, but uh, is a married woman going to tell her husband no. that at the bachelorette party she was getting down and dirty with the male strippers and she don't even know the officer, look, the, the stripper who was in the police uniform, all she know was, was Officer Bad Boy or Officer Road Dog. She don't even know the dude's name to even be able to pursue him for child support. Mm. But a lot of guys and got married and on shortly after the, you know the honeymoon, they come back and, honey, we're pregnant. Is that the state representative's fault? Yeah. Is that the family court judge's fault? No, but most of those people are gonna be protected under sovereign immunity or, or some form of qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. And personally, look, as a, as a legislative advocate, I'm gonna tell you, I am perfectly okay with that. Yeah. What I'm not okay with is not having some form of, of statutory relief and legal remedy in law where we can eliminate and bypass judicial discretion Because without that in place, do you know that there are states where judges can just ignore the DNA test proving you didn't do it? And they will refuse to admit it in the evidence. And then you think that family court works like criminal court. You think you have a constitutionally protected right to an appeal, Mm -hmm. not in family law. In family law, you have what's called a discretionary appeal. Let me give you a hint. It's not up to your discretion. It's up to the court that you are appealing to. It's up to their discretion whether or not to grant you an appeal. And guess what overwhelmingly happens when you challenge a lower court ruling in family court? If you had the money, if you had gotten a a court records and you got your brief submitted in time and you submitted it to the right court, There's no guarantee. By the way, the people who review your cases for those judges is not always the judges who are reviewing your cases for appeal. It's their law clerk. Mm. So you're electing judges thinking that the judges are doing it. The judges are splitting the workload with with their team of law clerks or law clerk. And your case might actually have merit as representative of what's happening to a group of men and boys. Mm. And look, and the data can be verified independently. Is that the judge's fault? The system is set up that way, but do we, do we just complain about the system or do we take steps to do what I did and several others is learn how to apply the principles of changing law, The mm-hmm. doctor, Dr. Martin Luther King did it, a whole bunch of other people over the years and decades did it, then we could either complain or we can advocate for reform.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Some cases we need to make changes at state and federal, because mm-hmm. if we change the financial incentives, imagine this, Dr. Johnson, imagine if the financial incentives were such a way that States lose a hundred dollars for every paternity fraud case that they currently have on the books, so for every dollar they charging a man for child support and he's not the dad, they lose a hundred dollars in federal funds. Now, how motivated would they be to change that law
0: mm, right
2: i think I think we could get it done in under a calendar year. Mm. see, I'm radical like that i'm I believe. If we make it so that they're not just counting people who sign a piece of paper and it's not the actual biological father and not just the amount of money that's being paid because we have duped a bunch of men in believing how much they love the kid and how much they pay are somehow equal. Listen, there's guys who love their kids. They just simply are at the poverty level. Right. After they paid their bills, you're yes. supposed to look, there's supposed to be a self-support reserve. It factored in cause if the guy's got to work two weeks to get paid, he's got to be able to eat for two weeks long enough to go back to work to get the next check. Right, right, right. Well, I'll stop right there, Dr. Johnson. I, right, look, As man, you can tell, I'm, I'm a little passionate on the topic.
0: No, it's not. A, we need it. We need it. Cause one of the things I notice with a lot of these men is they don't believe anything can change. So obviously, you know, one of the things we find brothers advocating for is at least withdrawing. And I commend the brothers for at least taking a step in that direction. But we can do more than just individually Mm -hmm. withdraw. We can push forward in a whole nother way. And we're just now starting to see these things come to pass. And we haven't even really gotten started in terms of men as a collective. we are I mean, if you just look at the last decade, Mm -hmm. we've been talking about things online. We haven't mobilized yet. We've just been talking and we're starting to see policy
2: policy changes. What happens when we actually organize and And, start pushing our agendas? Did you know it doesn't take 10 million of us to get something done? Listen, we got the law changed in my state with a dedicated group of less than 50 people. Yes. However, here's what you absolutely have to have, Dr. Johnson. It's having a large number of people who will be supportive and and participatory is great. Mm -hmm. What you need more than anything else is a dedicated few. Mm -hmm. Dr. Johnson, I made, I personally attended, I think every committee meeting subcommittee meeting. And sometimes those meetings got rescheduled at the last minute because somebody like the committee chair had a conflict and had to be over here somewhere and as a result, that meeting that we were counting on moving something and advancing a bill today, mm-hmm. it's got to get, it's got to get drop kicked to tomorrow. Okay. Well, there's no point in whining, moaning and complaining. It is what it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Dr. Johnson, I started that legislative effort out standing in the rain by myself, talking to one television camera about how the state of Georgia had institute a new form of slavery. Because in the old days, slavery was based on race. Mm. I said, now slavery is based on gender Uh-oh. because men and boys are being pimped and they're used as income producing property for the state. Ooh, this is slavery by any other name. And do you see how much melanin I have in my skin? Okay. okay. I was well qualified to be able to make that statement mm-hmm. and I could stand 10 toes down and I was unapologetic at it. But guess what? I wasn't there with a gold chain around my neck and I wasn't talking. Yo, dog. Listen, there's a time that you need to change your presentation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes you got to adjust your communication style. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I lost my ponytail. You can tell. Right. <laughs> All right. ponytail. All right. But listen, but if you but if you keep your ponytail and you put on your business suit and you put on your tie and you don't go there cussing everybody out. You can find that if you present a a problem, a solution that you have an approach and you provide data that can be independently verified. And you come not just on behalf of your case, but as representative of a group and a group that's growing with the problem. And then you tell the story like Dr. Martin Luther King used to do. He says, if you can get a person to walk a mile in your shoes. What are, what you talking about here? Telling the story to the lawmakers as if this happened to them. Right. I literally talked to state reps and senators about how easy it is for any woman in their district to go sue them today mm. for paternity mm. that they don't know yeah. that they never touched and that it's going to cause an issue At his house when those papers show up and his wife gets those papers while he's at the Capitol. And if he's a public figure, he's vulnerable to that, whether he knows it or not. Yes. yes, Yeah. You scared the crap out of him. I see what you're saying. I got their attention, though. Mm -hmm. And they said, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, Mr. Smith, that. Any woman could sue me with no proof whatsoever. And based on her word alone, I'm now in a position where I must defend myself or the court can take this instrument right here. And Mm -hmm. with the stroke of a pen, this gives them immediate access to my financial resources. And then that judge may say, well, sir, since you didn't come to the hearing, uh, Mm. the hearing wasn't important enough. We're gonna reject your request now for a paternity test and you just pay the you just pay the money. And if you don't have our money, we're gonna lock your behind up, Mr. Senator.
3: Yep. Yep.
0: And if it can apply to to, to uh uh what you call it, essay and grace yes.
2: yes, why not paternity? So why not paternity? Look, yeah. if we can free people who've been falsely accused of a criminal offense, yep, using incontrovertible scientific evidence. That same evidence is what? It is used in the quest for truth. Mm-hmm. Well, is truth any less in the family court where mm-hmm. a woman has has alleged mm-hmm. or sworn sometimes that somebody caused her pregnancy, that her egg was fertilized by said person, mm-hmm. and DNA comes back and proved, this is just what Chris Rock said. This is the biggest lie. Mm-hmm. She said, that's your baby. They shouldn't you shouldn't prosecute a man for that. We shouldn't even be asking him who the other fathers are. Exactly. She has the list, she <laughs> has all the names. She we shouldn't the- be making the guy responsible for figuring out who else should you take. Look, if I didn't do it, that ain't my problem. Look, give me my money, let me go and kick rocks. I look, and by the way, if we need to attach her paycheck, intercept her tax refund. I needs all my money back. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. called fair's fair Equal right. rights, equal left. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Look, I want to thank you, man, yet again for doing what you do. Shout out to Carnell Smith. Go to the paternitycoach.com. You all and, and you have a YouTube channel as well, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. If you go to the paternitycoach.com, it'll all the links to my social media there. Okay. Um I'm going to get more active on online and streaming um, several attorneys and several of the brothers at the conclave and uh, others have telling me says, man, you need to be on, you need to be online more. I was like, okay, I, I'm working on it. You and I'm you and, you're doing the work though. That's what that is. So but at the end of the day, y'all
0: subscribe, support the brother, you know, if you get a chance to, you know, find any way to support him that you can do so we need more brothers like this. Uh, we need to strive to become like this ourselves in terms of being up on the law, in terms of being up on what's going on and what we can do to advocate for our own position. And remember to you know, support the brothers that have already been doing it while we take our cues and take notes off of them. We need to make sure we do that because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's past time. Yes. So I really want to thank you for coming through. I know you're incredibly busy. Uh, as I said at the beginning, I uh, like a- you, sir. Like you. an open door policy here. You are welcome anytime,
2: brother. Anything Listen, drop. Thank you. Thank you. And and then your audience, please get Dr. Hassan Johnson's book. I got it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take some time to read it. Um, I know I didn't really mention it much, but I'm also the author of Trap by law. Stop paying child support for paternity fraud. You can mm. get my book in ebook and you can also get it in paperback. It's on Amazon. There um, it my goal here, Dr. Johnson, mm-hmm. is to use the book to hopefully inspire more guys to fight back. Yes. Fight back early. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because listen, you don't lose your man card because you don't agree to pay or go to jail proposition. Mm. You, don't, you don't lose your man card because you don't agree to being pimped and be becoming income producing property for yes. your state for a pregnancy you had nothing to do with. Yes, sir. Yes, let's sir. look. Look. Let's help them be responsible. I mean, you know, some people said that accountability is like kryptonite for a lot of women. Well, if we use the DNA test, we don't even have to ask them, do we? Yeah. There it is. There it is. Thank you again, brother. Thank, Thank you, sir. You keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of the Institute for Black Male Studies. I'm hoping maybe you can find yourself over at the Black Male Spirit Conclave next year. Because you got and, uh, a lot to present.
0: Shout out to Obsidian. Um, I, 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 you know, found out about it as as it was going on, but I support the brothers doing it. And uh, and I look forward to actually getting to hear your presentation. So I got to find out uh, how okay. we go about that. But All uh, right. shout out to the Conclave,
2: man. Appreciate All you. Right. Brother. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, my friend. All Bye. right. You as well. Peace. All right. All
0: right, y'all. Y'all heard it. Man dropped it. Um, you know, if you if you're not familiar with Carnell, go support his work. At the very least, check out the last two times he visited. All you gotta do is put in the Onyx Report or maybe Dr. T. S. N. Johnson and Carnell Smith, uh, and you'll be able to see the last couple times he visited. So you can see the evolution of his work. And of course, he's been doing this work long before the first time he visited the show. So if you check out the book and you check some of his other lectures online, where he talks about you know how he got into this, the story he told is much more in depth than what he was able to share in just a few minutes. We had him. So make sure you go check that out. And you can often see if not for yourself, uh, other brothers, you know, who have lived bits and pieces of his experience. So we got to get on the same, uh, you know, uh, platform with one another, the same page and really start to advocate in very strategic and, and, and empirically informed ways to advocate for our position. So anyway, that being said, I hope you all have a good night. I want to hear your comments, your reflections, your observations about this and your related experiences. Also, uh, I've been getting requests on different kinds of things that I can do with the book online. If you have specific ideas of what you'd like to see happen in regard to the new book, uh, The Black Masculine's Turn, uh, go ahead and put those ideas in the comment section as well, and we can dialogue about what we we can do and how I can service uh, your interests as far as that. Either way, y'all have a good night. I appreciate your support. Look forward to hearing from you. Peace. I am here to tell you, brothers, we are not criminals by birth, perennial rapists, incapable intellects, man children, sperm donors, child support wellsprings, success objects, walking phalluses, ATM machines, lottery tickets, unintelligent henchmen, valueless assassins pro bono mercenaries unpaid bodyguards interchangeable stepfathers child discipline proxies unpaid repairmen workhorses emotional tampons or any other socially accepted dehumanizing stereotype we are thinkers inventors innovators leaders fathers and men embrace your humanity know your worth and extend your time, attention, and resources only to those who genuinely respect you. And remember, your worth is not defined by meeting other people's narcissistic and selfish and unrealistic needs. You define your worth. Peace.